Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. We are a church with a mission of inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ. It really doesn't matter who you are, what you have done, or how you choose to worship. You belong here. We pray that this week's sermon blesses you and that you feel God's presence through it today. sermon series called Overwhelmed, where what we're doing is examining a couple of different areas of our lives that have just become too much, to see what it is that God has to teach us about facing and then overcoming all this overwhelmness. So to, today, and to make everybody really, really uncomfortable, we are going to be getting into one of those topics that, that seems to not only get everybody fired up but also causes all of us to feel a bit overwhelmed from time to time. And that topic is politics. Everybody said amen. Amen. So how many of you have ever felt overwhelmed by the political situation that we find ourselves in as a country? Anybody? Yeah. How many of you have ever lost sleep over the political situation in our country? So I'm the only one who does that. There's a few here. Okay. All right. Well, if you haven't, then I would venture... You just don't pay attention. (laughs) Because anyone who is paying attention, I believe, should feel a a bit overwhelmed by an overwhelming situation. But before I jump headfirst into this topic, the the first thing I need all of you to do is to take a deep breath. Everybody do it with me. (sighs) Because my intention today is not to get fired by taking one side or the other. No, my goal today is no matter what side you're on, no matter what viewpoint you hold, to help you face and then deal with some of the overwhelmness you experience as a result of our current political climate. And to do that, I'm going to simply share with you guys a couple of methods that work for me, being guided by the biblical principle, know the truth and the truth will set you free. Know the truth and the truth will set you free. And also, please know, you don't have to agree with everything I say. Basically, what I'm sharing with you are things that have really, really helped me with the hope being that you'll find some relief as well. So you guys ready for this? Ready for my last sermon? <laughs> Everybody say amen. <laughs> All right. Method number one is this. Take nothing at face value. Take nothing at face value. And what I mean by this is instead of basing your political decisions on commercials and sound bites and social media posts, I would encourage you to go to the website of the candidates and read what they have to say about themselves, along with looking at their track record, right? Or in other words, what I need you to do is I need you to do the research. I need you to do what it is that that you need to do to figure out what these people believe and why. It's as simple as that. And once you've done that, in light of the teachings of Jesus and through a whole lot of prayer, I would encourage you to vote for the person whom you believe lines up best with kingdom values. Know the truth. The truth will set you free. Method number two, don't buy into the fear. Don't buy into the fear. Instead, learn the game that is being played. And what I mean by game here are the strategies and techniques that are used by all campaigns and media to varying degrees to persuade us to vote for their side. Or let me just give you a taste of one of the main strategies that both sides are using these days. So 
based on a whole lot of research that psychologists and many other scientists have been doing for the past hundred years or so regarding we as human beings actually make sense of the world, what they have discovered is that contrary to popular belief, human beings are not nearly as logical as we think we are. Which is real easy to say, yeah, about others, but not about ourselves. No, human beings, it turns out, are very, very emotional creatures as well. And what that means is the best way to persuade us is not to play to our logical side, but to get us at an emotional gut level. And even more than that, the emotions that seem to motivate us the most are anger and fear. So when it comes to how the game is played by all sides, mind you, because everybody's doing this one way or another, you're not going to find a whole lot of logical whole lot of logical argumentation regarding why they believe what they believe. Instead, what you're going to find is a lot of trash talk and demonization of the other side to make us angry and afraid. Because if you can get voters scared and angry, the science shows that we're going to show up in mass to vote. Or to make this practical, just think back to our gubernatorial race in November. And in your mind's eye, I want you to think about the commercials that seem to be running nonstop about both candidates. Now, how many policies do you remember either candidate standing for? Now, how many degrading things do you remember about these candidates? Well, what I remember is that Laura Kelly was a socialist Democrat who wanted to defund the police and that Derek Schmidt was going to take us back to Brownback. So that's how the game's being played these days. Whether you're aware of it or not, whether you like it or not, that's what's going on. So, because that's the way the game's being played, I choose instead of buying into the fear and the anger that both sides are selling, to keep a level head and do my own research. And you know what's happened to me since I've done that? It's amazing. What I've discovered is that neither side is filled with evil people bent on destroying our country. No, what i found are people just like you and I who love this country with everything that they are, that are fighting for what they think is right, or, or people doing the best they can with what they've got, which is all we can ever ask of anybody. Which in turn is a realization that, is, that has caused my overwhelmness to, to go from this level to about here. Know the truth. Truth will set you free. Method number three. Think about your own experience. Think about your own experience and to help you understand this particular method. I want you to think back through the presidents that we have had for the last 20 years, right? There's a span there. And the reason I want you to do this is because regardless of what side you're on, at some point in the last 20 years, there was probably a president that you really, really liked and were excited about. And then that president that you really didn't like that made you angry and scared. Now, as you're pondering that, I want you to think about your experience, and how much your life really changed regardless of who was the president. Well, for me, when I do that exercise, what I discover is, sure, I notice some things that are different here and there. There's some small things. And sure, there was a whole lot of things I didn't like that needed to fight against. But the truth be told, for the most part, from one president to the next, regardless of who was in power, I continue to live a pretty remarkable life. Or if I get honest with myself about my day-to-day -day life in the last 20 years, I find that, that regardless of who was in control, my life really didn't change that much. Which is just another one of those realizations. It, it takes my stress meter, which is always out here when it comes to politics, and it turns it down a bit. Know the truth. Truth will set you free. Method number four, 
Uh, and this one is going to cause you to do some work. Read some U.S. history. Read some U.S. history. And the reason I encourage you to do this is twofold. First of all, when you read about our country, what you'll discover very, very quickly is that even though our time in history is far from perfect, and there's no doubt we have a lot of problems and a long way to go, the truth is our country, according to most measurables, is still a whole lot better than it used to be. Don't believe me? Go read some U.S. history. Or read about what life was like 50, 100, even 150 years ago. Because when you do that, what you're going to find is working conditions are much better. People are healthier and live longer lives. On average, we make more money and have access to more opportunities than we've ever had. We live in a time of relative peace. And even though we have these issues that we're conti still continuing to wrestle with and still have a long way to go on those, you can't deny the amazing process or progress that has been made. Yeah, it's not perfect. In fact, it's far from perfect. It's not where we want to be, but it is better, a whole lot better. And secondly, what you'll discover is politics in our country has always been messy and harsh and dangerous and mean. There's always been some kind of fake news. There's always been parties talking trash and demonizing others. There's always been some kind of divide and political war that is being fought. And there's no doubt we have also gotten a whole lot of things horribly wrong. But in spite of all of that, and I believe because of the brilliance of our founders being able to create a system that took all of that craziness into account, which is what democracy is all about, we are here today living in what is arguably the greatest country to ever exist in the most peaceful and prosperous age the world has ever seen. While our system of government continues to do its work of moving us forward in imperfect, slow, and messy ways. Know the truth. The truth will set you free. And then last but definitely not least, method number five is be just, kind, and humble. Be just, kind, and humble. And what this method is about is how to participate in our current political climate while acting like a Christian. Because let's be honest, when it comes to American politics, there's a whole lot of talk about Jesus, but not very many people acting like Jesus. Now, where I get this particular method is from the prophet Micah when he talks about what it is the Lord requires of us or how it is that God is calling us to live on a day-to-day -day basis as his devoted followers. And the way Micah goes about answering this foundational question is this. Micah 6.8. He has told you, O mortal, what is good. What does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? Or how God is calling us to live it's to do and fight for what is right always. To treat others with dignity and respect and to walk with God in such a way we admit that we don't have it all figured out. Now, the reason I love this particular teaching when it comes to playing our part in politics is, first of all, it's easy to memorize, right? Do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with our God. Or, to put it even more simple, be just, kind, and humble. But most importantly... Just like it shows us how we should be living every part of our life on a day-to-day -day basis in the political realm, it gives us a great paradigm or way of thinking about what our God requires of us when dealing with people we strongly disagree with or even hate. So let me show you how this works. So when it comes to the political decisions that we are being called to make as U.S. citizens, there is no doubt every single one of us is not being called to lay down or just ignore what's going on. 
No, what God is calling us to do with every fiber of our being is to fight for what is just, for what is right. Or to take a stand and do our best to persuade and argue and vote for what we believe is best for this country. And the truth is, when it comes to fighting for justice, both sides seem to be very, very good at this. In that, what you will see through campaigns in both sides of the media are people who truly believe they are right, standing up and fighting for what they believe is just. But it's also the case that in our quest to do justice, to stand up for what's right, what we have forgotten are the other two things that God requires of us. Because what kindness is all about here is learning to see that whether you like someone or not, whether you agree with someone or not, they are still beloved children of God who need to be treated with love and respect. They're still people whom God loves so much that he gave his life for them. And if God loves someone that much, how dare you not love them or try to love them in the same way? So if in our attempt to do what is just, we forget to be kind, then we are not doing all that God requires of us. Then when it comes to humbleness, the way I think this plays out is we have to admit to ourselves that we're not God. In that, what we believe might just be wrong. <gasps> what? I could never be wrong. That's what every single one of us think, right? That makes sense for everybody else, but not for ourselves. And the reason I think this is a good thing is it allows us that while we continue to stand up and fight for what we believe in the best possible ways, to actually take a moment and listen to the other side. You know, really listen, not listen to respond, which is what we normally do. It opens us up to the possibility of changing our minds, which might just be something we need to do. So that instead of going to war with our enemies, instead of hating others, we engage them in open and honest conversations in a quest to do what's best for this country. Which, by the way, is what we've been doing for about the last 240 years in a system of government that has arguably worked better than any other system in the history of the world. Know the truth. The truth will set you free. So do I still have a job? Right? This is hard stuff to talk about. All right. So what I hope for you guys the most. The, the first thing I hope you guys got this afternoon or this, this morning, excuse me, is that you came in thinking about politics at one level. And when you begin to put this into account, it begins to turn it down just a bit. But most importantly, what I hope for all of you is that as the election season kicks into high gear once again every single year, that you'll remember to take nothing at face value. You won't get caught up in the fear. You'll think about your experience. You'll read some U.S. history. But that you'll also remember what the Lord requires of us. Do justice, love kindness, walk humbly before our God. Because I believe if we will do that, we're going to find some relief in this overwhelming political situation we all find ourselves in. Let us pray. Father, truth is, this is one of those things in life that overwhelms us all the time. We turn on the news. We hear what others are saying. It sends us over the edge. We can't sleep. There's just so many things here. So today, oh Lord, it is my prayer that you will help us to see things in a bit different way.
Help us to go out and do our own research instead of getting caught up in all that is trying to be sold to us. Help us not to get caught up in the fear, to look at how this nation has been running for years and years, and I think most importantly to understand that you're in the midst of this work as well. You're in the midst of the messiness where where you've always been, helping this country, helping us as a people become who you have created us to be. So today, oh Lord, our, our prayer is that you help us to feel a little less overwhelmed when it comes to politics and maybe trust you just a little bit more. It's in your name and for our sake that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon, and we hope you are able to join us next week. To learn more about FCC Great Bend, visit us online at firstchristianchurchgb.com. Again, that's firstchristianchurchgb.com. God bless and have a great week.